killing me, Smalls. To infinity and beyond! Welcome to the What the What podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's Morphin' Time! Go, go, Power Ranger! <laughs> Dragon Zord! Yeah, even though that Zord didn't appear in this movie. Um, he was the White Ranger. Should him. have. He should have. The Green Ranger was awesome. Uh, welcome to the What the What podcast. I'm Eric Creech, joined, as always, by... well. Usually uh, with Kyle and Ashby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have episodes without me. Sometimes we have episodes without Ashby. Sometimes we have episodes without Kyle. Like last week, I had episodes without both of them. That's true. That's um, right. And we're, I'm glad you're back. You're, y'all are fantastic. So we don't, don't want to lose that at all. Glad you missed us. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the episode went well, though. You did miss us. Yeah. Yeah. It was our highest ranking episode of all time. <laughs> yes. We're peering into the future. Yes. Come on. We're the Ross and the Joey to your Chandler. <laughs> yeah. I'm Could the couch. y'all be any more Ross and Joey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that couch that stands in the way on the corner and has oh. no idea what to do. Yes. That couch is comfortable, by the way. I was in D.C. A, a few weeks ago, and they yeah. had the, the one with the Friends Experience uh, exhibit in D.C. for about two months, and we got it a couple of weeks after they arrived. I got to see all those sets and props and stuff, and you probably heard me talk about this on last week's episode, but... Um, y'all weren't here, so I'm just gonna tell you that couch is very comfortable. Nice. Um, the recliners, Joey and Chandler's recliners were very comfortable. Isn't there an episode where they try not to leave them? Yes, yes. They they literally like they call in food and they they tell them to ring Monica and Rachel's apartment, you know, so they will so they can let them in. Um, and Joey's like, well, what if we have to go to the bathroom? And Chandler's like, well, I'll call and cancel the drinks. It's a great episode. Great episode. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about friends this week. I mean, we are kind of talking about friends. Just different friends. The power of friendship, right? The power of friendship, yes. We are talking about the Power Rangers, more you know, accurately, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. 1995. 1995. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Very excited. Before we jump into all that, listeners, we want to thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to us. On Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcast, please rate, rate and review us. We accept five star entries. If you give us four stars or lower, then no ninjetti power for you. Oh, no. womp womp you die womp. in the crystals. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. And while That's you're rating, a Zordon. Yeah. While you're while you're rating and reviewing us uh, by giving us a five star rating, you can also subscribe to us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram by searching what what media. All one word. You can find us there. Also, you can search for WTW underscore media on Twitter. Um, Ashby uh, usually keeps up with the Twitter account. Sometimes, I try. Sometimes I do. Kyle just discovered he had a Twitter account a couple of days mm-hmm. ago. So I mean, thankfully my, my phone was still logged into it. Thankfully, thankfully he's like, oh yeah, I have I have the the Twitter. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. It's not just a disease. All right, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that too. Moving on. <laughs> Today's topic uh. is, as I mentioned earlier, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie and. I'm so excited to talk about this because this movie was like, okay, so this movie came out when I was nine. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the television show, uh, aired on the Fox Kids Network and starting in August of 1993. And to say it was a pop culture phenomenon in the early to mid-90s 
is an understatement. They literally had a like a little stage, like all the Rangers were going to be on Universal Studios stage, and they backed up traffic in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like for because people were go- going to see the Power Rangers. I mean, it was like out of nowhere. Um, so they literally greenlit a movie quickly into like the second season. They're like, okay, Fox is involved. They're gonna they're gonna make this a big thing. They were gonna do filming in Australia. They had a script, um, and yeah, so it became this big thing. But there were some issues. Um, you'll notice that if you were a fan of the original Power Rangers, um, three of them are missing. And as Ashby discovered, yeah. uh, I got this text like, wait a minute. Some of these Rangers are different. They're all mixed up. <laughs> They're all mm-hmm. mixed up. What happened? Um, so midway through the second season, uh, Austin St. John, Dewey Trang, and Walter Jones, who played Jason Trini and Zach, respectively, they wanted a pay raise. Uh, the Power Rangers was a non-union show, and so they were getting paid very little money to film four or five episodes of television a week. I feel like that's pretty frowned upon these days. Pretty frowned upon these days for sure. And they said, if you don't, we're just going to walk. I mean, and producers called their bluff and said, okay, <laughs> well, well, we found three new Power Rangers. And they strike literally, a trot. Uh, Karen mm-hmm. Ashley, who replaced Trini as the Elephant Ranger, she said whenever they hired the three of us, literally in the same sentences, they said, welcome to the show. We're going to film um, about six more weeks, uh, you know, try to get some more episodes in the can for the rest of the season. And then we're, you're flying to Australia to film the movie. And wait, there's a movie? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Um, so I've been doing a lot of talking here. Um, Kyle, I want you to, you know, help me, uh, you put some, some space in between me talking. Cause otherwise I'll talk about this for an hour. No, I so, want to see how long you can go. I was going to say like, you're knowledgeable versus me yeah. saying okay. like, so, huh? What sort of, you know? So before I jump into my memories and what I associate with this movie, I, w- I want to hear like. What what about this movie? Like, do you remember watching this movie I as do. a kid? Uh, what memories do you have of it? I feel like, especially by 1995, I know for sure I saw this in theaters, whereas some other movies are questionable if we did or not. Uh, I was right there. I was eight. So right at that age of, I love this thing. They finally made this thing that I love, and they're taking it to a movie theater. Like, So they took something that we love to watch, and not vice versa, not just... Hey, Batman's kind of popular over here. Let's throw a Batman movie out. They just said, no, we're taking this directly from television and making a movie. Um, And I remember being a kid and just seeing it in movie theaters. Obviously, I didn't know the difference of, man, they put a lot more money into this. It was just, this looks so much more like real, better, like high def stuff. Something that stood out to me too, and even as an adult, I don't remember a ton ever on the show of like the Power Rangers fighting at night. A lot of it usually was in the bright sun, you know, fighting out, you know, in open areas, everything else. We I have, have a questions lot of, about that, but we'll yeah, get to that. Well, we have a lot of scenes where all of a sudden they're just out here in the dark. like, And I feel like because of that, their costumes look even cooler because it reminds me almost how like Batman would be in the shadows and everything else. Um, and, you know, on screen it plays off well because they have the same ideally basic costumes, but they're beefed up for the movies. In television... It's just like spandex type suits with a plastic, you know, whatever helmet, mm-hmm. which looked cool. Don't get me wrong; I'm not making fun of them and saying it's no. cheap, but they buffed it all up to be like rubber, everything else, more of like the bat suit that we would see 
with Batman coming from like a spandex type thing right. to this. Can I, so can I address that for a little bit? Mm-hmm. So for those of you who have not listened to our season one Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode from early 2020, um, I suggest you go watch it but uh, or listen to it, first of all. But secondly, um, the Power Rangers show uh, was created um, by using Super Sentai footage mm-hmm. from Japan. Super Sentai was a long-running uh, television franchise over there. Um, and they had different iterations of this uh, franchise each year. Uh, Power Rangers was used uh, um, using Zoo Ranger Super Sentai footage. And so what they would do is they would film scenes with the teenagers who were unmorphed. Um, you know, they would probably get an unmorphed fight scene in there. They would do their own stunts. And then whenever they morphed, they would use the Japanese footage and just dub over with American, um, American audio. So the movie didn't do that. The movie used all original footage, which was a big departure from the television show, first of all. Um, but also they used, they were using the same ideas um, that the Japanese Sentai footage was using. So um, the upcoming third season was using, I think it was Ninja Ranger um, Sentai, um, which had the Ninja Animal Zords. Um, but they didn't use the footage for the movie. Um, and because they were not using the ninja costumes, they were still using the original Zoo Ranger costumes. Um, they were using more and more American footage in the show and only using the Japanese footage whenever they uh, were in the Zords. Um, so they were using less, less of that, less of that, um, and more and more American footage. So this movie was all... I mean, I say American footage, but it was filmed in Australia. But it was all original footage and not taken from the Japanese Zoo Ranger or any other um, iterations of Super Sentai. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you can. Uh, I if just you had like, something else. I just wanted to make know, sure the the difference there. Well, I feel like too, it was something that all of a sudden they took to another level. Everything visually was better because the same way too, you're talking about something that's recorded on much higher, you know, quality equipment. You're also not just taking footage from some previous thing and throwing it on your television. Um, in the same way, you know, there's long story behind Zordon leaving, you know, or being fired or whatever in the earlier series too, where this they still used his image and, you know, used a different voice cast in later on in the series. Literally, yeah, they, they only used one... The, the guy who shot as Zordon, they mm-hmm. only filmed it for one day and used the same footage every, and then used a different voice actor mm-hmm. for the next six years. And they just made it work. But because of that footage, they couldn't throw that into the movie because no. quality was just been way too poor. So all of a sudden, you do see Zordon like as a child. He looks different because yes. it's a person with makeup, prosthetics, Much every stuff. Different. And so even as an adult re-watching it this week, it definitely threw me off a little bit, which made me question a lot and go down the rabbit hole of Zordon, which is a mess. But I don't know. I remember that something, and not trying to jump all around and take anything away, but something that was always in my favorite sense is they lose their powers. Mm -hmm. Zordon's pretty much dying, and the only way they can do it is to find possibly any other power that like their ranger power could have helped keep him alive is the super like hidden whatever historical power like off on some island that nobody's ever been able to capture so they go and they work on this and they work it out but they get new costumes like Sorry. yeah like they're working it out like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense i'm just trying to like push past all first the first of all the power first of all hold your tongue and, and your privilege there, okay <laughs> all right 
I'm trying to jump past all of this just to say like their ninja suits were amazing. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved them. Like as a child, I was like, okay, cool. I probably can never get a helmet, but that looks amazing. Yes. And like I wanted that. We still we've, won't. We've that. talked about that. Like if we ever cost- I want the yellow ninja costume for mm-hmm. like Halloween. Let me I'm actually Google that right now. You can. You can find them. It's on Etsy at they least. Even have, you know. They even have Green Ranger ninja costumes. Which didn't exist which didn't because exist. he's White Ranger. Yes. I'm totally like next year Galaxy Con. It's a little too late to do it for this one. I say we cosplay as Ninjetti Power Rangers because um, I would gladly spend money on that. I'm down. I don't look good in spandex, but well, I could wear that. But I can wear yeah. I can wear a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I mean, it's, it's basically bag. hammer pants. Okay, yeah. like yeah. we can rock it. But I think that stood out to me too because of everything else I liked at the time. You think mm-hmm. three ninjas came out a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. You got three kids wearing like the same type of material with masks or whatever. Well, ninja stuff was big in the 90s. I mean the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the, you know, were also around at that time and it had, was. they'd already had their three movies at that time. And you had like foot soldiers in those movies that had similar type outfits and everything else. But for the first time you're seeing Power Rangers be something more than these like helmet everything else crazy powers. It's like now, like these are what you expect ninjas to look like. Um, and so I've always wanted a costume ever since. Like, so I'll, I'll, let me yeah. expound on why that. I mean, one possible reason why that took place. Mm-hmm. The director really wanted to see the actors' faces. He did. Um, like he, they even had different mockups of the helmets. With the visors cut out, so you can see, because he wanted to see their um, them emoting and trying to have that emotional connection. Because when they have their helmets on, I mean, it's usually just the stunt act. Well, that goes then. back to what Ashby was saying before we started recording: is she never realized how much they talked with their hands, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like anytime they talked, it was like hand movements everywhere, everywhere. Like, oh, you're over there ten feet instead of running to you. Let me do ten half like back handsprings to get to you. So there were so well, many flips in this movie. There and, were, <laughs> and the well, and the other thing is normally. During the television show, it was stunt actors in those suits because it was the Japanese footage. Right. It wasn't. So the American actors were not 100% used to being in the suits themselves. Mm-hmm. And for this movie, they redid the suits that you mentioned, they were, but they added about 40 pounds yeah. of material. So they're trying to get used to brand new suits. They've worn the suits before because in season two, they actually show them without their helmets on and scenes and stuff. But. Now it's all on them. It's not right. just any stunt work or any Japanese footage or anything like that. It's all on them at this point, and they're wearing the suits. They're the ones doing all the hand movements. And, and there was a stunt team involved, but yes. at the same time, you're they are actually acting with helmets. This time. Yes. Right. So the ninja costumes, which I agree, are 100% awesome, and they brought them back for season uh, three of the show, too. Mm-hmm. I'll explain that in a second. But the ninja costumes allowed the viewers to see their faces and allow the actors to actually emote with their faces and with their emotions and stuff. Um, if you've never gone, you can go look. Um, I wish I could remember the guy's name. I follow him on like Facebook and maybe Instagram. But the production company behind these movie suits. Uh, there's a, a great picture online where they, I guess in their workshop, have all the suits together, like multiple copies of the suits. And then they're all like the team that worked on it's there. And then there's like four or five, I think four helmets per character all on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you do see some without like the visors, without the mouthpieces, everything else. 
And then you can go see pictures like where they did test some scenes where they recorded everything with the helmets and they're mm-hmm. like, well, let's try it without these visors so you can see the actors. Yes. And it looks so dumb. It, it looks awful. Because yeah. you realize right. these helmets are huge. Like, right. You know, in person, like, it, they're not abnormal size to the body and the rest of the suit. But when you see the person's face inside this giant plastic like helmet, right. it, it makes no sense because yeah. their face is like a couple inches within right. the outer. Like, yeah. So one thing I should have mentioned at the top of the episode, this movie is non-canon to the television show. And I did not know that until two days ago. Um, so, I didn't know that until I texted Eric last yes. night. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple of m- changes you see. First of all, um, the the villains before Ivan Ooze shows up, you have Rita, Lord Zed, Goldar, who are all in the television show, but then you have yes. another character named Mordant, who's never appeared in the television show. Uh, he probably replaced uh, Squat, Babu, and Finster all in one, like kind of right. combined them all in the one little minor sidekick evil character for comic relief. Right. Um, the all the arrangers who were in the show at this point are the same actors. Obviously, um, we talked about the three who left and the, how they got replaced. Uh, Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Um, are Remember in, them from the TV show. They are in this movie, and it's funny because I was watching or listening to. Um, a great YouTube video on the production of this movie and Jason Narvi, who plays Skull, talked about how we had like three scenes, but they flew us over anyway. So we'd show up and they're like, oh, we don't need you today. So they went out and they just had fun in Australia for three weeks or however how long it took mm-hmm. to film the movie. Nice. Um, but they only weren't needed for like the first scene where they did the skydiving. Um, another scene where they're helping um, like with, with the kid and like the right. zombie stuff and, right. then, and then at the very end, but they're not really in the movie that much. Right. Did um, the, quick question, yes. now that you brought up skydiving, did the actors actually skydive? Yes. So all of them agreed that they would do it? Yes. And they jumped out of planes? Yes. Amazing. I didn't yes. know that. Yes. Dedication. I, 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 I really looked that like up and that was, that was all them. They were like, yeah, I mean... I mean, they they were expecting to want to do their own stunts anyway. They're like, yeah, we'll skydive. Right. Sure. Um, well, you talked about a little bit on the Mighty Ducks episode, though, about around that time and how things were becoming popular and extreme and the main thing again. First off, jumping out of a plane is extreme. Right. But then you also had Tommy that, like, jumped out skydive with, like, with a, a, snowboard. a snowboard, snowboard attached to him. Yeah. Which... As a child, Landed that was like someone getting that. Yeah, that was so much cooler to me. Yeah. To be so, like. so you talk about like how ridiculous like Power Rangers in this movie can be. So in Power Rangers, the the main the six Rangers are always like they're always doing something for the community. They're teaching mm-hmm. their own classes at the health or the the, the, uh, the community center. Yeah, they Kimberly got teaches gymnastics. Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Tommy has his own karate class. Yes. Uh, in the original uh, lineup, Zach was teaching hip-hop keto, mm-hmm. which the actor created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, But they would always be doing fundraisers for the community. Like right. I remember in the season two premiere, they were doing something with four-wheelers and ATVs mm-hmm. to right. raise money for something. Yeah. And... At the beginning of this movie, they're jumping out of an airplane trying to hit the target to raise money for something else. Yes. Like no kid, yeah, ha- has this time for that and much time for any kind of. They go rollerblading. I mean, like this how is, old are these kids supposed to be? I mean, they're in high, high school. school. They're in high See, school. I don't believe that. Something. They look twenty eight. Okay, <laughs> where loved, are their parents? They're loved, just in a jungle trying to find some power. Their parents do show up in season one. Like they have parents day at the youth field. Mm. That's the only time are we ever like, see their parents. Why are you never home? Funny. Why are 
are you always hanging out with? I love how you're like doing this with your hands because that's what they got. Funnily enough, the comic series addresses that. Like the like Zach, you know, he had an argument with his parents, and like you're never home. We're worried about you. You know, are you doing drugs? Are you doing this? And Zach goes to the command center. He's like, Yeah, my parents think I'm on drugs. Um, You know, I'll have to deal with that later. I have to sneak out so I can come in here and fight evil with you guys. (laughs) So, uh, by the way, if you're a fan of comic books and if you think you would enjoy, like if you enjoyed the Power Rangers as a kid and you're a fan of comic books, go check out the comic series. You said comics is a whole lot better, Um, too. Oh, my goodness. And and it's dark, too. Um, It gets dark, but it's so much fun. Anyway. Well, I love um, how, too, you were talking about skydiving. The announcer, like, there on the microphone is like, here comes professional skydiver Tommy, professional skydiver Kimberly. Like, all the professional. They're 17. As the little kid but turns around. teens that... 17-year-olds who normally and typically drive giant robots to fight evil yeah, monsters. Yeah, but they don't, other people don't know that. I'm they just saying I that, would have but, some But questions. this little kid turns and looks at his firefighter dad. It's like, he's like, I thought I did pretty good. It's like, Dad, you landed in the parking lot. Look at these kids. Like, <laughs> Better than Vulcan School. They landed in a construction site. That's true. <laughs> if I was that dad, I would be like, they're children, okay? Yeah. Like, I, made, so I made a note in my phone while I was watching. Jobs. I was like, where in the world did these kids shop? Yes. Because first off, they've got color match to their ranger costumes. White shorts. Well, white, white shorts is the thing. Peak nineties. Peak gap nineties. But jumping out of an airplane, each one of them had color matched for their flannel shirts. Tommy, because obviously, Tommy's got a white vest shirt. Yes. Yeah, they start rollerblading, and it's. Like, I felt bad for Tommy. It's like he can't fall. Like grass stains would kill his kill wardrobe. Him, yes. So he can't do that. He was but better off being the Jason Green Ranger. Jason David Franks would never, first of all. For, no, he would never, never fall, first of all. Exactly. No. Uh, but even when they go rollerblading next scene, they have rollerblades that match their skating. Knee pads, and, and all their other pads match like what their character is. First off, people of Andrew Grover are idiots because it's like yes, if you're they, used they, to these five different or six different color things. Well, they never call in the military, first of all. Yeah, first off. Well, actually, this. that's wrong. In season five of Power Rangers Turbo, the, mili- the National Guard was seen at one point. I'm like, wow, they do care about this community that's constantly attacked by evil aliens from a nut from the moon. It's like it's like the whole argument about like Superman Clark Kent is just mm-hmm. the difference in the glasses or whatever. And it's like, yeah, man, this whole town is protected by these Power Rangers, and there's a pink one and a yellow one and a red one, and, and, it, and then it's like, and there's these kids that like hang out. One of them's always dressed in pink, and one of them's always dressed mm-hmm. in red. Wait a second. Wait <laughs> a second. Uh, some other notable differences between the movie, uh, between the canon in the movie and the canon in the show, um, the morphing sequence, um, which seems like a minor thing. But um, in the show, it would always be Tommy first. It would go white, black, pink, blue, yellow, red. And they did it out of order. And plus, Tommy in the show would yell out Tiger Zord to, you know, that, that, that was his name of his Zord, the Tiger Zord. Okay. In, this, in the movie, he yelled out White Tiger, which I thought as a kid was like, what? <laughs> white Tiger, what? I'm sorry. It sounds like a brand of like. Yes. Hookah I'm just thinking like, like Zoolander. It's like one of his master poses. White tiger. Let yes. me get that. Let me get that white tiger. Yeah, let me get that white tiger. <laughs> it's probably a beer or something. <laughs> well, it's maybe or like an energy drink or something. Like, a, like white like IPA cigars. from like, like from like E-cig. Durham. You know? Let me get that yeah. white tiger. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, it's the greatest some CBD oil. It's the greatest from White House cigars oh, or whatever. Um, they uh, some of the Rangers have different weapons and different functions on their helmets. Like I know the Yellow Ranger mm-hmm. had like a little flashlight, and the, but like you mentioned, they don't do a lot of episodes at night. So no. this was a new thing where they're actually morphed at night. So that's well, the Red Ranger has like like a little scanner. Uh, yeah, he looks um, like Cyclops. the Blue Ranger had like a little whip. 
that he could. I don't know. I mean, he, I think it, it wasn't used. The Blue Ranger though did have like I want to say it was like a little satellite dish that like came up and like rotated, but I don't think they used it. Okay, in the movie, that sounds stupid. Kimberly, I'm laughing with you. Yeah, Tommy, I'm Pink Ranger with has you. the lasso. Yeah, thing. Yeah, she had the whip. Tommy got to keep his weapon, which was the little saber. Yeah, Saga, but I don't or Saba, Saba, Saba but I don't yeah. remember like Saba ever like he throw it and just like spin around. Yeah, Saba around. didn't do that. He did have the little white little yeah. red eyes. To the, like, well, that was, was the Green, Green Ranger. Ranger. Yes. That was the Green he, Ranger. That was just the, the, season The dragon one. dagger, yes. yes. People called on that he was blowing a flute through a mask that, like, had no mouth. <laughs> again, Don't the, worry about again, it. Again, the comics explain, like, he's not actually playing it, like, but it's a connection between uh, his helmet and the... Sure it yeah. is. See? Things we it's should know. It's explained in the comics. Anyway, Makes but is that canon sense. or not canon? The comics should be canon, in my opinion. So, but have you guys <laughs> seen the video on Jason David? I think he posted it on his Instagram where he was at a Comic Con with one of the Ninjetti actors or who had been in a later, who played a Power Ranger later. Mm. Yes. And they were comparing their like morphin. Mm-hmm. Like movements, and mm. the the other guy was like, "It's morphin time," and he did like eight different movements, and Jason mm. David Frank was just like, "It's morphin time," yeah. and he just stuck <laughs> his hands out. Yeah. I will say, as the seasons got gone further, <laughs> more like, complicated. A, the morphing sequences got really complicated. Like the Zero Rangers had to do like. This and then they did this. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't see me, listeners. It's pretty much so the YMCA, funny. like you're and missing then the out. Tur- the turbo rangers had to use a key to, you know, because turbo cars, mm-hmm. and they had to do all these. And then just, <laughs> it reminds me of Sailor Moon, where they make fun True. of how long it takes Sailor Moon to like ascend mm-hmm. and become Sailor Moon. And so, like in this movie, one of the first scenes where they morph, they're fighting them, and then they're like. It's morphing time, and they all have to morph. And then by the time they're all done morphing, they're all gone. All the bad guys it's are gone. gone. Yes. And I was like, "How long did that take? Like five minutes? It took a half hour. I mean, <laughs> like, where do they go when they morph? Like, can they not be attacked while they're morphing? Mm-hmm. Like, I have so many questions. It's, that it's, me. a, it's a respect thing. You, did not think about. You, you, you got to play by the rules, so they're not going to attack right. you while you're yeah. morphing. It's a respect thing. It's like, okay. It's a okay. <laughs> it's, it's like whenever a team He's like calls, halfway, like waist down, suit up, still like, knocked out. It's like when a football team calls timeout, the linebacker does the other line and it hits the quarterback in the huddle, you know? Like, right, yeah, can't do that, can't do that. Respect, respect the huddle. So, um, <laughs> I'll kill you in a minute, but for now, you go ahead and do your thing. Right. Uh, obviously, the command center was a little different, a little more high-tech in the movie than it was in the television show. They used the, like I mentioned earlier, they used the same Zords and theme that they end up using in season three, but in the movie, they used uh, Dulcia, um, who... You know, was girl like, David Bowie. Girl David mm-hmm. Bowie, basically. Um, I was reading up on her. Apparently, she had um, an ovarian cyst. Like during production of the movie, she had to be hospitalized. They ended up recasting the role to get this Mariska Hagerty from what? Law and Order SVU. Cannot, cannot but picture. They went back and looked. They're like, this role wasn't right for Mariska, and the other girl had recovered out of the hospital. So they reshot those scenes with the original actor wow. or actress. What a roller coaster ride what, that yeah. was! Yeah. So, but I'm thinking, wow, Mariska Hagerty, Hagerty, uh, Mariska Hardigay, Hart. Either way, I love her in Law and Order SVU, but I cannot picture her in the Power Rangers movie. I, no, I cannot. She already appeared in the worst movie of all time. That was the um, Mike Myers, um, the Love Guru. In 2004. Did not see that. She was in that movie. Don't see it. Will it's awful. not it's see awful. that. It's yeah. awful. It is legitimately one of the five worst movies ever made. Wow. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, that's coming from me who tends to enjoy a lot of things. But um, What did I call her? I was like, oh, it's... um, Girl David Bowie. 
Yes, 100% because she turns into an owl, just like he does in Labyrinth. But also, it's like Xena, Warrior Princess, and Poison Ivy had a yes, love child. Yes, had a love child. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, in the show, which they end up using, you know, the whatever footage, but in the show, they get their powers from Ninjor, who's just mm-hmm. this big nin- like shogun-looking warrior, all blue. Um, he sounds like Dudley Do-Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Checks so, out. Yes, it does. We Real quick to go back to uh, Xena, Poison Ivy. I remember as a child having a giant crush on uh, Kimberly. Well, all like, the boys did. Yeah. Yes. But to be like, maybe this thing works out with like Tommy and that lady because, you know, the two popular people and then Kimberly's available. So maybe this maybe works this out. Maybe this works out. Yeah. You know, little Kyle sitting on the couch. You Maybe. Know. I just love how she was like, everyone's died trying it. And Tommy was like, well, but we're going to do it. And then she like <laughs> kicks him on his butt or whatever. And mm. I just thought it was hysterical because like that is Tommy's character where he's mm. like, no offense, but I'm built different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the other major difference that is very clear by watching the third act of this movie in the television show uh, this movie tried to use CGI footage, and I say tried very loosely. Uh, look, um, I you know, like tried. We we t- we were talking about it earlier when we were eating mm. our supper tonight, and um, you know, I think it was you, Kyle, who said we know it's early on. Well, in the CGI director said like that if you go watch the behind the scene documentary, and the director did mention like they did a lot of practical effects in this movie, uh, which a lot of it, it's like wires because you see them flipping and flying everywhere, uh, but a lot of it. Uh, CGI said, you know, wasn't as used as it is today. Uh, it definitely was a lot more expensive than the budget that they had. And it also took a whole lot to render it. So they didn't use it hardly any of it. If anything, they used like practical and then like still some studio effect type thing. So my counter to that was yeah. Jurassic Park came out two years earlier. Yeah. It right. still holds up today. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you Toy don't Story have like a was released dollars, that summer. Oh man! I didn't thought Toy about that. Story was released that summer using nothing but animation and CGI. You know, well, I don't know if that's CGI. Excuses, in, excuses. But still, yeah. um, so the Zord footage looks really bad. But compare it to what they end up using in season three, it looks so much better. Look, maybe the they spent show. too much money on the music budget because the music was fire. It's good. Okay? The music was fire. Right about like, Chili Peppers, like higher ground. I Van think. Halen. Yes, Van Halen. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there was a, a point in the 90s where Van Halen was like, you know, we've done the whole, like, record-selling album, greatest rock band of all time, whatever. And they were like, you know what we're really going to do? Soundtracks. Well, they're Soundtracks. Because like, they're on the Twister soundtrack yeah. as well. And so it's just like they are the background music for some pretty dope movies. They're like, well, grunge is taking over everything right now. Right. We're kind of out. But movies, have you thought movies. about this? Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to put a screaming guy in a movie. They'll put us in there. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Rock. Yeah. So one thing I, you know, going back to the footage, uh, because I do want to get back into how good the music was. Um, one thing I did appreciate about the movie, and you can do this in a movie and not so much in a 22-minute episode of television, we saw the Zords fighting individually. Mm. You did not see that a lot on the television show because, I mean, you had to, you brought the Zords out and then you immediately combined into the Megazord. Right, mm. um, right. You did not, and usually only like the Red Ranger Zord was only equipped to fight by itself anyway. Right. But in this you saw... The falcon and the crane going around and shooting right. things. And you the frog saw, saw the with frog the tongue. with the tongue. You know, uh, you know, holding on. You had the bear doing stuff. You had I'm the a frog. Wolf. 
You had the, yeah, you had the wolf grabbing on. You know, everyone was getting involved, and I did appreciate that. I also, as a kid and as an adult, really appreciated the fact that they killed the, the Ivan Ooze, uh, mm. who was played by Paul Freeman, who just ate up the scenery, chewed up the scenery. I mean, oh, yeah. Just, oh, my goodness. He was having, oh, yeah. he was having time a blast. of his life, and mm. I loved it. But they defeated him by kneeing him in the crotch, yes. and he fell into yes. Ryan's Comet, which Correct. is not a real comet. I feel <laughs> like he was basically like, my, like my inspiration for this is Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz, but purple. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Especially it's with the crows, fly, yeah. fly. It's like okay. pretty much. Ivan News had <laughs> a major fun. comeback, like within the last ten years, I think. Whenever it was, where Marvel came out uh, with not Marvel, Sony, or Fox with the X Men movie uh, with Apocalypse. Oh yeah, because Apocalypse <laughs> has like such a very distinguished face, like certain face. You know what it is. And there Poor were, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, there were other images that came out of like, this is going to look like who we think it's going to look like. Right. Because um, there was like an original, like, I think, like a bust or whatever right. of, with the head and stuff of a production company that put it out. They were like, originally, we're going to do this. And then they did this instead. Also, when he showed up, I was like, I'm pretty sure there was a Buffy villain that looked just Probably. like this guy. But whenever they, they officially announced that apocalypse, like it showed the first picture, everybody's like, that's Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. We've seen him before. And you go look, and it's very like watching him like, again. How dare you? Yeah. This is an original piece. Yeah. Sure. I came up with this. Yeah. So okay. you go look at that now, like it's definitely as like, soon as he popped up on the screen, it's like, wait, why do I remember this so oh yeah, apocalypse. So So one more thing I want to add about this movie, and then I want to hear all of Ashby's questions. Oh Lord. Because okay. I, I okay. want to see how well I can answer these without dying of laughter from anybody. Okay. Um this movie introduced a character named Fred, who was a kid. Um and Fred you know, he played a part in you know, arguably also one of the heroes of the movie. He is. I mean, he saved, he helped save the parents from them. That's right. Zomb- the zombified parents who were under right. mind control walking into a pit um, by spraying them with the power of water. So, mm-hmm. um, but Fred, you know, he never shows up again in any Power Rangers capacity. Even though they talking ca- about he's the Gold Ranger. <laughs> no, no, the Gold Ranger was actually played by Jason. By Austin St. John in season four of wow. Power Rangers Zeo. Way to steal that little money. kid's idea. <laughs> He's like, I left in the first season because of the money, but I'm and back. And then the Silver Ranger shows up in season six. Anyway. Um, like, how much money man, do you Man, that need? kid was talking about how he wanted to be the Silver and Gold mm. Ranger, and they were sitting at that table, and they They're were like, like oh, that's a great There's idea. an idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Austin St. John, we'll give you more money to come back. Austin St. Like, John, what, did, what will it take you to bring you back? I need $100,000 and the gold costume. Yes. So um, they they did end up casting a kid as a Power Ranger three years later in season five, Power Rangers Turbo. Um, the kid uh, who in the show was named Justin Blake Forster. Foster. Um, he was like 11 or, 11 or 12 years old. I've heard it both ways. Um, I think it's Foster, <laughs> Blake Foster. Oh, I made a psych joke. I know. I'm so uh, proud, so of, proud you. of you. I've been um, around long enough. He was like 11 or 12 years old, and when he would morph – he would like grow into like adult size in the morphing costume. Like is like mm. that, that's, that's not how this works. And it was so <laughs> stupid. And it was almost the reason that Power Rangers they almost like ended their run. Then, like they it took a se- another season. They that jumped was the shark, if you will. Literally, yeah. it took another season of excellent writing and long term storytelling. Excellent for, writing. I mean, by Power Ranger standards. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. I just want to um, be clear. To, um, and long-term <laughs> storytelling for the ratings to go up that saved the show, and now they're in their thirtieth year. 
Mm. Um, it Look, almost ended 25 years ago. I'm not hating on any Power Rangers writers. I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure four different characters said yeehaw four different times in this movie. I'm just... I, I gotta like I'll take that moment to say there's a lot of '90s things. Oh my god, a lot movie. of '90s things, very '90s. Like Skydiving and rollerblading back to back, y'all. <laughs> First, it's amazing, but then second, the villain is he's ooze. Right. Teenage Ninja Turtles: Secret of the Ooze came out just a couple years before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickelodeon. It looks like Gak. Gak is, is yes. my other thought yes. of like they're like, what can we sell? Like you know, like, nobody's gonna buy the villain, but like, I guarantee you, put some putty in a jar, right. like a thing. Yeah, he's putty. literally dressed up as a purple clown. He's like. Ivan's ooze. And like, what do we do with it? Like, show it to your parents. Show it to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it farts. Yeah. It literally, it's like, if you turn it this way, <laughs> like, you know, and so it was perfect though, because Nickelodeon's selling Gak and everything else at yep. the time. It's like, I guarantee you, diet purple, to put it on a shelf. Kids 100%. Will buy it. So. And so there's that much. And then the only other thing I'll throw out there before we jump into Ashby's, you know, honorable crazy questions about mm-hmm. this is you were talking about the Zords. I was talking with a coworker the other day. She was talking about now, like she has two sons. Just talking about how expensive like Happy Meals are now. And she was like, you know, you pay like six, seven dollars for Happy Meal, and the toys suck. Like there's, the toys aren't good half right. all the time. There's they nothing had, there. Oh I said we're actually talking about a, a movie this week that possibly had the best toys ever at McDonald's. I know, arguably like equal to My Little Pony. Possibly, I would say top five. It's um, up for there. sure. It's up there because not only did you get a Zord, but you got a miniature Power Ranger who fit in the Zord. Yes, you got you an did. action figure that honestly you would find okay, it wasn't as movable as when you'd buy it at Walmart or wherever else. But it was very good quality. But it was a good quality, like actual toy, right. like action figure that did, like you said, yes. had the Zord that they could fit in and like ride in the Zord and stuff. Mm-hmm. One for each character. You didn't like have to go pay a ton of money. Like you bought a Happy Meal. Right. This is what you got. I remember I ended up with five of them. We could never find. I'm trying to think. Was it the Red Ranger or the Black Ranger? But we, I def- definitely had the Blue Ranger and the Fal- and the White Ranger. Um, the Blue yeah. Ranger's coming back yeah. and haunting me again. Yeah. But um, but those toys were fantastic. Top, like, man, we should do like top five McDonald's Happy, Happy Meal, Meal toys. toys. Honestly, we. I mean, like do some research Rangers, on it. They trolls. Had hot, I mean, they had uh, Hot the, Wheels, the teeny beanie babies, beanie baby, teeny beanie babies, and miniature My Little Ponies that came with like a brush and everything. There were ones I'll never forget. It's the only time I, or at least the first time I ever doing this, is way off topic, but Looney Tune characters, mm-hmm. but superheroes. Yes. So you could get Bugs Bunny, who had a two piece clippable suit that made him Superman. Yep. Uh, Taz was the Flash. It was the same way you had a Flash or a Taz action figure, but then a Flash mm-hmm. two piece costume mm-hmm. clicked on. You had uh, Daffy Duck was Batman. And then. Makes sense. Uh, I want to say it was, I can't remember her name, but like Porky Pig's gal friend, she was Wonder Woman. I oh, don't okay. remember. Interesting. But. I don't, yeah. I don't remember either, but like if you go back, like I remember begging my mom for it during summer, but I was like, can we call McDonald's before we go to make sure the new one's in this week? Because I need the new one. And so I would beg. But either way, great things. Definitely yes. throw that back to you. But it's definitely one of the all-time greatest toys line for Happy Meal line anyway. And I will say this, for all the faults of this movie, and maybe it's just because I have such fond memories as a kid loving this. I'm not saying I would go back and watch it like every month or every you know six months, but I still love this movie. I know it has its faults. I know it's far, far from perfect. I know it's cheesy, and I don't care. 
Mm-hmm. It is it is a wonderful love letter to my favorite superhero franchise as a child and even now as an adult even like I, I still get into this on the comic book side more than any Marvel or DC character. Um, although um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel may change that. We'll see. But um, I love this movie. It is the best Power Ranger movie they've ever put out, um, which there's not a lot of competition there. Uh, Power Rangers Turbo actually did tie into the show a couple of years later, and it sucked. And uh, the 2017 Power Rangers, you know, like reimagining kind of a darker tone. They had good intentions, and it wasn't awful, but it was it it was not it was not Power, it was not Power Rangers. It was something a little different that they tried to make into Power Rangers. It was more Transformers. Look, yes. as someone who's seen. Twister, Spice World, and The Covenant, probably a combined 60 times. Not going to throw any stones about watching things you enjoy, regardless of I'm just saying, I feel like 60 is kind of a low number. I feel like it we've watched is. Twister 60 times so far this year at my house. I, look, every time there's storm warnings, <laughs> mm-hmm. Twister. Twister. And time. I'm not saying, it might be like, you know, you don't wash the jersey kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying 100% of the time so far in my life, if there's tornado warnings and I'm watching Twister, nothing bad happens. That's true. That's all I'm saying. Erica had lived her dream a couple <laughs> years back. I don't remember if Eric went with us or not, but because in Twister, they tear up a drive-in theater. Yes. Her dream was always to see Twister at a drive-in theater. Oh, man. And they came out in Raleigh. or I would love there. to see that. So we drove out and watched Twister at the drive-in that year. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, Ashby, yes. Uh, you had questions. You were texting me. And I was watching Survivor last night. So, But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say, you know, ask your questions. Okay. Um, your, you know, any thoughts you have, anything that you feel like I can... Um, I can address. Okay. Um, and Cal, if you want to jump in or just, just if you want to get pop some popcorn, I mean, that's <laughs> like, this movie's dumb. And Eric's like, I can't answer that. <laughs> I will, I will throw this cup at you. This I don't... is stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eric's like, you're stupid. It's a whole movie. And that's how the podcast ended. <laughs> so hour and a half. So we, block make it, we made it eight way, eight, eight ninths of the way <laughs> through the nine on the nineties podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I got about 10 minutes into this movie. That's good. And I had to text Eric because I had a realization that as a child, I remember watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers all the time, right? And I had a kid that I was really good friends with down the street, and we would get together, and he would be the Red Ranger, and I would be the Yellow Ranger, and, like, he would get down, and I would, like, jump off his back, and we would do flips, and we would, like, morph. So, like, I was into it, right? And about 10 minutes of watching this movie, I realized that I was a surface fan because (laughs) I had... No idea what was going on. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even make it past the Star Wars-like intro before I realized that I had no concept of Power Rangers lore. Like, I had just been tuning in whenever it was on my TV and I was flipping channels. I was like, oh, look, the Power Rangers are fighting Rita Repulsa. And I knew what they looked like. I knew what their colors were. I knew what their animals were. I knew that the Zords combined. Mm -hmm. And I knew that every... Day every episode, they would fight a new villain that Rita Repulsa created from clay or whatever. That's it. That's I all. That's I knew. about all they gave us. That's all much. I got. Pretty yeah. much. There's a, there's a few more things they gave us, but that's the gist like, of it. And then I hear Eric talk about like the seasons and the plot lines and the replacements and the power, and I'm like, 
when, over my when, head. Yeah, when was any of that happening? Because like, I miss all that. <laughs> like, and so I got 10 minutes into this movie and I was like, Eric, help. <laughs> so then I started out with, I was like, I think that uh, I don't remember half of what I think I remember about the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So then my first thought was, um, is this canon, right? Like my first thing was, am I watching something that I'm supposed to remember happened in the in the TV shows? Because I got nothing. And Eric's like, no, this movie is not canon. So then at least I felt better about like, okay, I can just enjoy watching this movie, not having to worry about anything else. So I wish I would have been like you and asked Eric. Instead, I spent 20 minutes on Google trying to figure out, where does this fit in here? Where are these suits at? Where are the ninja costumes? Where did this come and go in this? Was this between what season did this happen? I'm reading all these giant articles. And nobody simply says the movie was not canon. It was just like all the things. (laughs) Eric knew. You should go to your resident expert. That's right. Google cannot solve everything. Then I called Lord Zed Rita's Inside Out Boyfriend because I couldn't remember his name. Now, to be fair, they got married in season two. Okay. Read his inside out husband. Yes. To be fair, they did like make him a little bit better in this movie. If you watch him in his scene, his brain is moving. Yeah. Like that exposed brain well, he's got up there. Early Lord Zed, uh, he was introduced. He was a purely an American uh, villain. He was not in the Japanese uh, part of the show. Uh, he came in season two, and the first 20 or so episodes, he's downright terrifying to mm-hmm. kids. And so his they, insides are on the outside. Yeah. Like, and he's got this deep menacing voice, Robert a- Axelrod, um, or I cannot remember his name. I think it's something like that. He did such a fantastic job just creating this menacing character who you knew was not going to take n- nothing from nobody. That's right. Um, to the point where parents wrote and called Fox kids and complained that they were scaring the, uh, he was carrying their kids. So they toned him down by having one of his minions slip a love potion into his um, into his drink. And so when he saw Rita come back, like he had banished Rita off to the moon, uh, off the moon palace, yes, whatever. Yeah. She came back and he fell in love with her and they had married and that toned him down okay, some. Okay. So uh, he was actually, you know, he was very toned down, even though his, in, again, the insides are on the outside. There's actually, <clears throat> I don't want to go too deep into this because there's current like comics lore explaining that he actually used to be the same race from the same planet as Zordon. Okay. Spoiler alert, everybody. We didn't give any spoiler warnings for this or the Mighty Ducks, by the way. Um, spoiler well, alert. Um, no, for those of you who read the... For, I mean, come on. Come who, on. Who is our age and hasn't seen the Mighty Ducks? Exactly. Uh, besides Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but he, uh, since he was part of the same race as Zordon, and they actually fought together as allies like 10,000 years earlier. But then he touched the Zeo crystal, and that's what turned his insides out and made him what he is because he didn't have the purest of intentions to use the Zeo crystal for good. Anyway, there's, yeah. your, there's your lore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So then I got so discombobulated with what I was watching, I texted you guys something that made no sense. So that was fun. And you guys were like, um, Ashby, that text barely had words. And then I went back and read it, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. Are you drunk? I uh, might have been. I was drunk on watching them backflip. I was like, oh, my oh my God, I'm so dizzy. More backflips than a high school so cheerleader at a basketball game. I mean, Also, Tommy had the best one-liners per usual. Well, duh. Um, okay, then I got to a point where I did not remember in the TV show in my mind, Zordon was like, like Captain Planet, right? So like by their powers combined, he shows up, he tells them what to do, they save the day. 
and then he gets hurt and Kimberly's like he's like a father figure to us and so I texted Eric I was like was he like a father figure because I did not get that as a child I totally did yeah because I remember as a child seeing that and be like oh no because then I was like don't they have parents they do have parents (laughs) Kimberly's parents are divorced so (laughs) that might play into how she feels okay you know because in the show there's actually an episode about how her parents are coming to Parents' Day, but this is the first time they've been together right. since they finalized their divorce, and she was well, really like, nervous about the it. The rest of them seem upset at what has happened to Zordon, mm-hmm. and they're committed to saving him, but she cries like five times about it, and I'm just like, um, I mean, it's sad and all, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just Once like, this again, is very dramatic. The little kid that had a giant crush on her is like, don't worry, Kimberly, we'll save the day. <laughs> God, her and Tommy, I was like, this is over the top, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, oh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> then... So I asked about the parents, and you were like, as far as we know, they all have parents. And then I said, um, <laughs> I said, this is about the time that the giant crows showed up, mm-hmm. and then they went to find Althea. Wasn't that her name? Dulcia. Dulcia. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, I was like, I'm getting real, like, Nick's vibes here. And I was like, <laughs> I said, were the writers uh, watching... The Wizard of Oz on cocaine when they wrote this movie. It was almost like the writer's room was multiple people. And they all came on the first day to start writing the script for this movie. And one guy was like, my favorite movie is Labyrinth. And Mm. one of them was like, my favorite movie is Wizard of Oz. Go with it. Yeah. And then one of them was like, my favorite movie is Indiana Jones and Raiders (laughs) of the Lost Ark. And so they're like... Cool. Let's combine them. Call, see what happens. Call Paul Freeman. See what he's doing. Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> let's just throw it all in here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so you mentioned the uh, the crows. Um, they're tingas, um, is what they're called, and they're actually used in season three. But also, uh, yeah. they have regular human voices. Yes, which they was do. weird because he creates them and they just like caw caw, and then they go away. Mm-hmm. But then they come back and they're like, "Yo, boss, what's up?" Mm-hmm. They have like Boston accents, and I was yeah, like, "What they, is?" They, they really um, got acclimated to the culture of America. Um, in, in the thirty minutes they were in alive, the, in the thirty minutes yeah. they're really fast learners. I mean, they were like, "Boss." <laughs> The car, we parked it in the wrong place. They got away. I'm like, what is happening? Go Red Sox. Like two hours from caca to that. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long. I figured it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Then I said, uh, did Xena and Poison Ivy have a love child? Because that's what uh, Homegirl looked like. And she was, like, fighting and stuff. And then... She kicked Tommy's butt, which was cool. Okay, then then she takes him to this, like, mythical temple, and suddenly she can't take him the rest of the way because she'll die in, mm. in age. And I was like, okay, weird sudden rule, but whatever. Then The rules don't have to make sense to you. It made, none of this made sense. They made sense to Not them. Not a <laughs> single thing made sense. So then she can, she can give them... The ninja powers with their new animals. It's their animal spirits. To help them get to the temple. But she can't just restore their powers as the original Power Rangers. They, they have to go to the temple to, to do the that. They great power. Okay. Also, she makes it sound like literally every person who has tried has died. And then they literally have to go through like two steps, two trials, and it's theirs. And well, they, they have, have to it. get through her to get to those. And so I feel like she typically is like the she gatekeeper. Probably, she probably kills everyone. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that sounds fair. Because all of a sudden, like, until they mentioned Zordon, she didn't care about them either. Like, and all of a sudden her story changed real fast. Also, so. those skeleton, like, 
whatever you know they dinosaur. call it, dinosaur skeleton dinosaurs. I mean, I know they defeated them, but most people like okay. I mean, I'm the, just saying it was it was like they they lost powers and they got powers so they could get powers to the have th- their old powers. Would the three of us? <laughs> Be able to stand up against those dinosaurs. I, mean, I don't know. All yeah. Tommy did was like get on top of it and pull his neck bone out. Like I don't think we get we're getting on top of skeletons. Like, I'm gonna like, try. Look, no offense, but I'm built different. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley's like, you'll distract him. You I'll live. Distract him. <laughs> I'll live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Also, the Temple Stone Gargoyle Guardians—they looked pretty tough too. So then I had to text Eric because I remember him telling me. After I had long quit watching Power Rangers, that there were other power, like there were Power Rangers in space and Power Rangers in the jungle and Power Rangers in the desert. I don't know. So then I texted him. I was like, oh, my gosh, is this when they get their ninja powers? Is this where the ninja force comes from? And Eric uh, did not respond. I, okay, by so, that point, he was like, I'm going to explain it to her later. So, um, okay. So <laughs> you are mixing together a lot of different seasons. Okay. So season... Look, I didn't write it. <laughs> Season three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, they use the ninja powers. Okay. Not called the ninja force. Okay. Season 10. Did get those cool costumes back? Sorry, no. I'm not even talking on the microphone at this point. Season 10 was Power Rangers Wild Force. They <laughs> okay. used like jungle animals there. Okay. Season 11 was Power Rangers Ninja Storm. So, like, I feel like you combine Ninja Storm and Wild I feel like Force. I'm not the one that's confused. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we just need to know: Do they wear I feel the like Ninjetti costumes? The writers are the ones again. that are confused. <laughs> yes, no, they did not. That was a shame. Um, and then there's other Ninja, <sighs> like there's Mega Force. That was the 20th, um, I think, the 20th anniversary. Um, where they, yeah. Anyway, Mega Force was an awful season. So. Oh man. Anyway, um, and then I had a problem because at this point in the movie, we're almost done, and even though Kimberly is a full ranger in her own right, Tommy's had to save her like four times now. So then I had to text like, also, why is Kimberly constantly in need of saving? Is it because she's the pink one? And I was like, LOL. But mm. seriously. She just needs to step up her game. I mean, you don't see anyone saving Aisha. Mm. Right. I'm just saying. Literally, Aisha was like the first one out the plane. She was like, bye. Like, yeah, Aisha don't care. Doing I mean, my thing. She I is think, I think solid. Kim- I think- Kimberly's like, Tommy! Tommy! There's a moment where everything's very like, I think it's where. You're not wrong. <laughs> Alpha's telling them like. Maybe there's enough power to send you to this other place, and they're all like, "Oh man, we've got to do this." Blah blah. You look at her, she's, she's smiling. She's right. like, "We got she's this." She's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Send me first. I'm ready." Adventure like, time. I'm gonna go kick some butt. That's yeah, right. On this she plane. was ready. Yeah. And Cameron's like, "Tommy, what do we do?" <laughs> exactly. This is my dad over here in the crystals. Exactly. <laughs> let, me, let me ask my future husband. I am <laughs> distraught. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then the homegirl Poison Ivy shows up. Kimberly's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Step aside now. Put your hands back where they belong. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Can we get this girl a robe? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I think uh, I had something to say about the CGI, but we've already talked about that. CGI was awful. And then, uh, obviously, it got pretty preposterous. I think I actually used the word preposterous at one point where I was like, okay, this is just getting to be too much now because now there's like sparkles in the air and like the force of their love and their power is like bringing him back to life and now he's like Power Ranger Jesus and it also restored somehow like it, it didn't just bring him back to life. It like magic command center back. Yeah. The whole it's command center force. perfectly and like mm-hmm. R2-D2 is like, yay! Um, oh, that was Alpha 5, thank you. Like, <laughs> tomato, that, well, tomato, okay? Well, you say tomato, I say, you know, Alpha 5. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then at the very end, I was like, nothing says achievement like lobster fireworks in Van Halen. No, and that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic end. And I will go ahead and say real quick, this movie had something that we're accustomed to now in the present day. It had a mid-credit scene. Did you stick around I for that? I did the- not stick around for that. Okay, so in the mid-credit scene, you have Goldar, who was okay. one, of the, one of the henchmen. And he's like, oh, hell, King Goldar. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. Where, um, and then Rita, Rita and Zed come, come back, back. And they're like, yes. they're like uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes. I mean, it's it's some, it's some a little something. But, yes. again, it's something that wasn't, wasn't as prevalent in 1995. So, kudos, yeah. Power Rangers movie. You got something right. Yes. I'll throw out there, too. Goldar's costume in this movie is worlds better than just worlds like the television. Better. Like It was really good in the way it was done. And it's worlds better than the 2017 movie. It also looked... So here's the other gold thing. Gold art was awful in the 2017 Gold art was just a gold oh thing. It, um, it looked very Egyptian to me. Mm. And so the thing that I always kind of loved about Power Rangers is like mixed messages, right? So mm. like they weren't they weren't staying in a lane in like what I think is a really fun way. They were just like taking all of these different elements. All these mythologies. And styles and, and mythologies and being like, you know what? We're going to put it in a blender and see what happens. Yeah. And that I, look, that was really visually interesting as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, look, again, would I watch it again? Probably, Probably not. Probably not. And I wouldn't blame Did you. I enjoy watching yeah. it? Yes. Am I going to watch anything else Power Rangers related anytime soon? Probably not. I did see the live action movie a few years ago. It was enjoyable. Also did not understand most of it, mythos wise. But like. If they good. come out with another movie and there's talks uh, that they are going to come out with a, like a new like rebooted um, television show and movies through Netflix. Um, uh, I mean, if it had some of the original actors, uh, look, I've met Jason David Frank. Uh, r- rumor has it that nice. um, the original Blue Ranger David Yost is going to be returning for the 30th season as a okay. cameo. And, okay. and some, that, that's a rumor going around. But in the event that they do something new, I'll catch you up before we watch it. Please, <laughs> so, please do. Kyle, you have any uh, any thoughts? Final thoughts on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, or the Power Rangers franchise in general? Um, I don't have anything necessarily overly off the top, but I will say I don't. It's a movie I would probably... Well, I know I'll watch it again. But it's one of those fun type things where it's like you forget all about it and then it pops up on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Like, oh, I'm going to watch that. Uh, but it's not typically something I'm going to look for to watch again. Uh, versus like Ninja Turtles or something I'll still pop on. Or Mighty I feel Duck like season. if I was babysitting one of my friend's kids, mm-hmm. I would be like, let's watch the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. You know? Like at a certain age, I think they'd really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's very much made for kids. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that transcends generations like where the rollerblading and the jumping out of planes and like the 90s things if that still would like register with kids today right but i think enough of it probably would and it's probably safe enough uh but i just i will say like i said at the beginning of the episode for me it was just a big thing of something that you loved on television that they took directly from and made it into a movie right versus liking the ninja turtle cartoons and then seeing them as characters on a movie is, is different. Right. Versus these characters that are on television that are these actors wearing these costumes, like, and to take that and just to blow it up even bigger. You know, in the world we live in now, where you have, like, CW's Flash. And whenever they started talking about a Flash movie was going to happen, everybody was just like, Grant Gustin is our Flash. Right. Put him as the Flash. Right. And they're like, no, we can't do it's that. Movies. we got to do this. It's yeah. movies. It's different. Uh, and so... For us back then, for us to go from watching something every afternoon or every Saturday morning 
to go to a movie theater and see the same thing, but so much bigger. Right. was a huge thing for me as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, Power Rangers, I do want to read the comics. Eric's talked a lot about them. Um, and I do think there's a lot of depth there to make something really cool. Like, and even the same way they came out with another movie. I didn't like the 17 movie. I didn't walk out of hating. It was one of those things, like, it's very different. Again, it's very different, but it was good in its own yeah. way. And, like, watching, again, same way I've thought about for like, practical effects versus CG. Like, their costumes were so much crazy. Mm-hmm. That it's like, I could never tell. Like, are, is that really a costume or is this all just CG at this right. point? Um and I, I still don't know. Like, I know I've seen costumes, but it's like, were those really there or this just made to look like whatever was in the movie? Uh, but something, I, stuff that was overboard, uh, was a lot of like, I mentioned earlier, the line, like where the, like people were suspended on lines or strings, whatever, and like mm-hmm. flips and all these other things. But to go behind the scenes and look at this, like you're talking about like the bird, like the crow, whatever people come flying in. There's a scene where you see them all in the distance, and I'm just like seven or ten, I'm some like number of them all flying in onto the scene or whatever. And you just assume as an adult now, like, oh, green screen or just digitally thrown in there. You go behind the scenes and look, and they're like, no, we didn't have the budget for CG and all this stuff. So we hooked up a rig to a giant crane and lifted seven to ten people 400 feet in the air. And just had them come in on this crane, like, and you see it, like, there's just a big, like, square rig that's hanging from a crane that then each of these people are hanging from. So, like, and some fear factor stuff. For sure. And it's to see that, like, you know, again, in the movie, it's one thing, it's whatever, but all of a sudden right. to see it and realize it's real. These are people hanging from this thing, come flying right. into the scene. Um, it's definitely crazy. There's an hour long, roughly behind the scenes thing on, I found it on YouTube. I don't know if it's probably other places, but. Uh, I would say it's worth watching. It definitely gives you a lot more behind the scenes. It's got a lot of interview with like the director um, of some of the cast and everybody else really just talking about at the time, how things were different from the show to this, how things were really cool coming into this. You had a lot of um, some of the people that were behind like the stunts and everything else, like the stunt team leader. There was a whole issue of just even getting the stunt team in because they wanted to give the crew that did all the stunts on the television show their rightful credit and bring them to the movie as well. Right. Plus, they're already used to doing these things that these Power Rangers do and all these movements and everything. And I think when they were bringing it to Australia, there was like a big ordeal of like use people here versus bring somebody else. And so they had to redo the paperwork to say that the stunt team people, like that person was, they are the Power Ranger actors in the suit. Like, all these other people are, right. these are the actors as the characters. Right. These are the actors as the Power Rangers in the suits. They, like, almost had to reclassify They them. did in yeah. order to get those people over there. That makes um, sense. And they do discuss, like Eric mentioned, like, the suits are, like, 40 pounds, like, carrying on. The guy mentioned, like, to the, you know, department, you know, the costume department, like, these look cool and this is this, but if you could, like, open up, like, underneath the arms and, like, in the crotch area so they could move and do these things, you know, a little bit easier. It'd be great. And like, Oh yeah, no problem. They show up on set and no, like those were never adjusted. Nothing that was happened. Right. And there was just stuff that people were just thrown into and like people were really getting hit. Really things were just happening because they're like, well, just do this is going to happen. This is the only way we can get this where it actually looks good. Just let it happen. Right. I need to cut in with a correction. Okay. Okay. You asked earlier if they really skydove, and I was like, yes, my research indicates they did. I looked a little deeper. I think they did. They did not. Aww. Yeah, they, uh, the, skydive, screen, right? the skydiving scenes are cuts back and forth between real skydiving footage 
and a set replica of the prop plane in which the Rangers interact and jump out of. So, sorry to burst your bubble. They did not just dive out of the plane. So, my apologies for gi- giving misleading information there. The reason I questioned in my brain was because I know if you go now, Bummer. you have to like be attached to somebody for at yes. least so many times. Yes, before you so get like, by yourself. But I guess in Australia, you know, rules could be different. The rules like, are down under. Yeah. Hey, you're jumping out, pull the string. Yep, good luck. Mm-hmm. Ashby, your final thoughts on Power Rangers the movie. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. <clears throat> I mean, look... <sighs> Still want to be the Yellow Ranger. Still have the hots for the Green Ranger slash White Tiger. Um, still remember how cool I found it all as a kid. Uh, still can't take it seriously as an adult. <laughs> That's where I am. <laughs> Fair enough. And here's where I will land on this. And apologies, but I'm just being real. Everything that we like as fans, whether it be Harry Potter or Marvel superheroes or DC superheroes or Ninja Turtles or whatever, Power Rangers, it's all stupid. I mean, and I say that in a sense that you can come at it from any kind of angle and say, this is stupid, it's not for me. Right. Um, whereas others would disagree. Like, no, this this has real depth. This has real, you know, this is something that I really like connected with as a kid. This is something that I'm really like, I really love. Um, so power Rangers did not catch on the same way. I mean, that Marvel, um, has got a hold of over the past 20 to 30 years, but it's still around. Oh yeah. Um, It's still around and it's still, you know, a, I would say a top 100, Franchise, top 50 franchise, mm-hmm. probably top 25 franchise. I mean, depending on how, you know, I mean, it's still a viable money-making franchise 30 years later. Yeah. And to me, no matter, I haven't seen any of the seasons all the way through in 25 years. I've seen bits and pieces of episodes here and there. Anytime they bring back an old character that I recognize, I'll watch that episode. Um, but it's still around 30 years later. How many things can we say it's still viable after 30 years? Not many things. Yeah. So, um, so for those of you who enjoy it, enjoy it. If, you, if yeah. this is mm-hmm. not your cup of tea, go sure. enjoy what you want to enjoy. Um, That's I, right. I hope it lasts 30 years just like this has. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining our show today. Um, big shout out to Ricky Lyles because he gets mentioned in every episode for his contributions to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Power Rangers as much as I did and much as we did. Thanks for coming to Eric's TED Talk on yes, the Power Rangers. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Um, <laughs> if you want to talk more Power Ranger stuff to me or if you want to just talk about the comics because they're so awesome, feel free to hit me up. I'll go ahead and give my plugs first. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at ericamack 15 and I would be happy to talk about anything regarding this franchise with you, even if I would go ahead and say it. I'm not the most knowledgeable person out there. There's plenty of people who know all 30 years of Power Rangers lore, plus the comics, plus the video games, plus everything. And I'm just not that guy, but anything from the original top, you know, first six or seven seasons, I can probably help you out and have a, uh, a nuanced discussion with you. So check me out on my socials. Uh, what you got, Kyle? Uh, you can hit me up at underscore live underscore bright underscore. Truthfully, I'm not sure. I don't know what else to talk about at this point. Cool. We're going on. It's kind of late. 
Yep. My eyes are getting heavy. Palms are sweaty. Mom's oh, spaghetti. We had pizza tonight, actually. Oh, that's true. Still hey, Italian. You're still in the right food group. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Ashby Gray, G-R-A-Y, on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, music, travel, pets, whatever is happening in the MCU, Bucky Barnes stan account. <laughs> you know, the use. The use. <laughs> All the important things. All right. Next week, it's our season finale. The, the ninth episode of the Nine on the 90s season. We're already, you know, at the end here. And we're bringing back Chat Casey, who filled in last week on the Friends episode. We'll have four of us here in the same room. We're doing 90s movie draft. Mm -hmm. It's going to get real. It's going to get really real. I'll go ahead and give you a brief synopsis of what that will look like. There's four of us. We're going to take turns drafting a 90s movie for our fictional Cineplex. We're drafting nine movies each, so it's a big multiplex for each of us. Uh, once movie's taken, it cannot be taken by another person. And um, the movie must have been released in the 90s, like originally released. So if it was released originally December 31st, 1989, it's not eligible. I'm sorry for Ashford to steal money from Power Rangers. Well, the truth. You can't handle the truth. Here you so, go. There's a little preview. little preview. From so my list. There are no other restrictions. We had discussed, you know, like, okay, you need to have a drama. You need to have a comedy. You need to have a kid's movie, anime. No. No. You, you, form, no you form what you want your That's movie right. theater to be. It can be all dramas. It can be all kid stuff. It can be all sports movies. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, and then we'll send it to you, the listeners, See which one you you know which one you'd like to go to. It's not really a competition, but we'd love to hear your feedback after we do this. But uh, I'm going to win, obviously. But uh, clearly, I've got this. I feel so. like I say it every time. <laughs> so make sure you join us next week for that, um, and then we'll look forward to the next season uh, later this year. Yeah, so, so excited. Fun right. times. Yes, fun times. Well, thanks for joining us again. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. Go, go, Power Rangers, and we will see you next week. What the what? Go, go, Power Rangers. More from time. Bye.